0: This is Christ, Culture, and Coffee, a podcast designed to help equip Christians to be able to defend their faith and be confident in their faith. Hey everybody, welcome to Christ, Culture, and Coffee. I'm your host, Robbie Lashua. I'm here with my awesome co-host, Tyler Hurley. What's up, dude? What is up, you guys? Super excited to be back
1: today. We're going to be talking about the metaverse.
0: Metaverse. Yeah. This is a new concept to me, but Tyler mm-hmm. is super hip to technology. Not and really, so, but you know. <laughs> like, I mean, I just, I just watched the video that hey. Mark
1: Zuckerberg released. Watch?
0: Video? I don't even know what those words mean. Man. Well, yeah, yeah what's a video? Right? Awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, but today will be yeah. very enlightening as to a cultural trend, a new technology that's coming down the pipeline. So we want Mm -hmm. to be informed so we can know how, as followers of Christ, we can adequately love people well, Mm -hmm. we can share the gospel, and we can be ready for where culture is going to be shortly. So, But before we get into talking about the metaverse and blowing your minds about this new thing, we want to talk about a coffee tip. Because we start every episode with a coffee tip. So Tyler, you have the tip this week. Yeah. And so this
1: is kind of uh, an ironic tip I wanted to give. But it's really interesting since we're talking about, you know, virtual reality with the metaverse and everything like that. I wanted to talk about what a virtual coffee break is. Now, it may sound very self-explanatory. It but sounds terrible. So you're drinking <laughs> fake coffee? Virtual yeah, right. coffee? Yeah, it's like, you know, it's fake. There was an episode of Spongebob a long time ago. Oh, here we go. I'm just saying his, uh, <laughs> Plankton, the little, the bad guy in it, his wife is a computer and she made him virtual steak for dinner one day. Oh. He's like, it's just a hologram and he's like, oh, I love, oh, it was holographic meatloaf. That's what it was. Oh, and he's gosh. like, I love your hologram <laughs> i don't like, want to do
0: that with coffee <laughs> yeah right i so, like i
1: like real coffee exactly coffee. exactly but that's not what this is okay um, good. so what it is it's a, a virtual coffee break so my company does it i haven't gone to any of them to be honest with you mm-hmm. uh, but it is fascinating what it is um it's where you get together with people and co-workers over zoom and you're supposed to have a cup of coffee but it's structured there's like a game or some sort of get to know you kind of ice oh, okay thing and it's centered around kind of just having fun and that's like cool. relaxing for a little bit but it's traditionally only supposed to last 15 to 30 minutes So you want to keep it short yeah. and sweet just have a cup of coffee take a break just get away from work especially if you work from
0: home like me that's kind of the whole idea that's a cool it. idea so you get to meet people and you get to talk about not work over zoom yeah exactly for a little and while yeah, Co- coffee like break something talk.
1: that's zoom related that's not Formal and boring It's just supposed to be relaxing Have a good time Okay uh, I haven't done it myself But it, it's something that's actually I found out That lots of companies do this and it's Oh very cool And lots of uh, just friends do this It's kind of just a, a thing Now nowadays. That's awesome
0: man That makes a lot of sense So yeah, yeah Try to have a virtual coffee break With real coffee in your hand Drinking it Yes exactly uh, But meet it's some real other people coffee, Yeah I think that's virtually cool virtually
1: meeting with them
0: Yeah that's so, a cool yeah. tip man I like that That's a good idea Yeah so there Instead we go Instead of it just being all about work Exactly Talk about something else Exactly. That's cool all right well thanks for that man let's get into the metaverse yes. all right what is the metaverse um, so i have seen one commercial about this on right. uh, tv um and uh basically here's what it is the, the metaverse is is from uh your and my favorite ceo mark zuckerberg favorite. just kidding yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, he's a, the wow. founder of facebook and then he acquired yeah. instagram the lover and of all, sweet all these baby other rains. things yeah. Yeah, sweet baby <laughs> baby, yeah that's him <laughs> there we go but anyways, so a few weeks ago, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> released a video, and in this video, he announced that they are developing a virtual reality world that will be very similar to the movie and the book series, mm-hmm. uh, Ready Player One. Uh, and this this world that they're developing is going to be called the metaverse. So let me d- let me read to you the description of it according to Zuckerberg. The metaverse is a massively scaled and interoperable network of real-time rendered 3D virtual worlds which can be experienced synchronously and persistently by an effectively unlimited number of users and with continuity of data such as identity, history, entitlements, objects, communications, and... Payments. Yeah. So in, in Zuckerberg's <coughs> presentation, he gave a lot of examples of what the metaverse would try to be like. So mm-hmm. um, this was well, this was probably like six, seven years ago when Pokemon Go came out. Yeah. Right? That was a big phenomenon. Yeah. yeah. And so it was a game you could play on your phone <laughs> and you would have to go to real places in the real world mm-hmm. and they would kind of um, geographically pinpoint a Pokemon there. Yeah. And you could go there and what you could do is you could use your smart smartphone and your camera and through it you could see the pokemons that are in that location they're obviously Mm -hmm. not there in real life but through the technology (coughs) they would project them into the real world and this was called ar what did that stand for again augmented reality augmented reality so you're really seeing Mm -hmm. the real world but then there's this fake pokemon player that gets projected Mm -hmm. in certain places and so the idea was you you really have to drive all around town to these different places to capture these pokemon that are geographically located or or pinpointed at that place exactly and so um one of the things that the metaverse is going to do is that it's going to use augmented reality glasses to simulate, uh, hanging out with people. So you can wear glasses and you'll be in a real place, but then it'll project your friend who's in Iowa right? Yeah, to be yeah. there with you in a formal way. Yeah, It's not like in a video game
1: sense and uh, it can be, yes. but they, their intent is to have it like this can be used to offices.
0: even. It's like, like. Yeah. zoom in real life almost. Exactly. You have glasses yeah. that project other people being there kind of star Wars esque right, like yeah, we've yeah. seen this in, in, uh, sci-fi movies for a long time. Of course. But you could do this for office meetings, you could do it for hanging out with friends to where it would seem like you know you can't touch them or anything because it's just right. through the glasses. But yeah. they're almost there with you <laughs> in real life. Uh, another thing that they explained, um, this happened a-, a while ago, but Travis Scott put on a live concert in... In the video game Fortnite, yeah, right. That was that was wild. And so this is, this is a crazy idea. So players of Fortnite could you know use their avatars mm-hmm. in the game to attend this concert. But you could also participate in it by dancing, um, by by doing a whole bunch of other stuff in the concert, right? And so what was what was nuts about this is that thirty million people yeah. attended this concert that was inside of a video game yeah. so that is way more people than watch the super bowl <laughs> halftime show yeah that's insane so a, a fake concert that's inside a video game was attended by 30 million people so going forward this may be a way <laughs> of doing huge live events Yeah. Virtually. Right. Exactly. And so these are the types of things that are being developed in the metaverse.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then with that, too, um, there's even uh, something that they also wanted to utilize with how Apple created that facial recognition technology, how like everyone on their smartphones now like to unlock it, you just have to look at it Mm -hmm. and it can tell like security wise whether or not that's your face. That's right. Um, and so the software—it's really advanced. People don't realize like how in depth the technology is for that yeah. because it has to be secure. Like, of course, like like that's how people log into like their bank accounts sometimes too. Or yeah, like it needs to yeah. be extremely secure. It's very important. So, uh, you, it, what it does though is it uses this infrared software to analyze thirty thousand different points on your face. Wow,
0: thirty thousand points. Okay. Yes, so that's it's hard how to fake, it is. Hard to fake that. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: and so uh, this is what allows you to make uh, the an emojis, right, or the emojis and stuff when you go on your phone, too, and you make those little character faces. That's how they can do that, too, is because they've scanned your face, and they can add any avatar or thing over that.
0: Gotcha. So that's how the
1: avatar system is going to be created, is by scanning and digitizing yourself, and you can edit it. So in the metaverse, that's exactly how it's going to work. You can do it to where it seamlessly reflects your actual facial expression or someone else's, and you can create a whole different, uh, artificial person, even if you want, but wow. that looks lifelike That's crazy. with these different features.
0: So you, yeah. So you can, you can wear, um, skin of somebody else basically. You really And could. it can be an yeah. animal. It can be a creature. It can be you. It could be your friend. Like yeah, I can, can pretend be to be you person.
1: It can be a kid. It wow. can be anything. And that's, okay. that's the crazy part about this. And uh, again, this is all, uh, a lot of this is still, um, like a hypothesis, it's it hasn't been done yet. They still mm-hmm. said
0: all this stuff, but is this is what they're working towards Yeah,
1: exactly. And this is they have the technology; it's there. That's what yeah, they're talking about. The facial recognition
0: already there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, idea <laughs> of having live events in virtual reality is already it's there it's already there. And the augmented want it reality, too, yeah. it's already there. Exactly. So they're just bringing this all together. That's what they're trying to do. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And so uh, another crazy thing too is that a uh, PlayStation Five with that new game- gaming console that came out, they came out with this uh, new ha- what's called 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 haptic technology, which enables game members to create kind of creepy, like eerily realistic physical sensations through the, when you're holding the controller, the vibrations that in the functions, the way that the controller moves, it can replicate a feeling that you're experiencing through playing the game. Wow. W- through okay. the vibrations. So like what what types of feeling? Like what do you mean? Yeah, so like uh like a digital handshake, right? So if you're in a video game and you're holding the controller and your character reaches out in the game to shake someone's hand, you'll feel the vibration in your controller.
0: Oh, okay. It'll squeeze your hand in that way. It'll
1: feel that it's not squeezing you. Because it's a vibration. But like okay. the vibration in the the movement of the controller. Okay. You're feeling it. Wow. It's eerie. Like That's it's hard Hard to Weird. explain unless you actually try it, or even holding a digital mug or like a slap, like a high five, uh, it gives you that sensation through the remote. Okay. You can feel
0: it. Well, I saw too. Even over COVID, there was um oh man, I can't remember what company it was, but they were yeah. they were promoting this thing, and it's like a blanket <laughs> you can get. Um, sent to your house and it has all of these, um, sensory, uh, vibration points on yeah, it and you yeah. could wrap it around yourself and plug into your, uh, computer and connect with somebody else over uh, the internet. Mm-hmm. And then you could like send virtual hugs. Like you yeah, could hug you and feel you'd, it. You'd, you'd feel the where blanket. they're hugging at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's that kind of an idea.
1: And it's crazy. Okay. It's absolutely crazy, but you're right. Wow. That's, that's how it works. Um, and so uh, the metaverse is just going to try to capture these features and, imp- put it into the real world. But with that, there's also going to be uh, a virtual economy, which, uh, and all this crazy stuff that they're going to include in it. Like people will have their own wallets that they can use okay. virtually like that. Um, it's just
0: a whole nother world.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a whole a universe. Virtual that
0: universe. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: And so that is the idea of the metaverse. Uh, if, that's kind of like a quick rundown of how it is explained mm-hmm. and hopefully that makes sense. But that's, they're trying to encapture all of that into one thing.
0: So you can enter this new world. You can check out of the real reality and enter a new reality, exactly. a virtual reality. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's move on because some of you might be asking yourself, why in the heck are Robbie and Tyler talking about this? Yeah, right. right? It's not very apologetics related right now. Who cares, right? It's a really cool idea. Sci-fi. It's fascinating (laughs) technology. But what does this mean, right? So we want to get into um, some problems with the the metaverse and uh, talk through some possible issues because we need to be on the forefront of things. Mm -hmm. We need to be, as Christians, we need to be forward thinking of how we can love and impact our culture where they're at. And this seems to be like a big thing that's coming down the the pipe to our culture. And so we need to be prepared for it. So what are some of the problems with it? Well, one of the problems is that there are dangers in the foreseeable future that we have got to be thinking about as people start to participate in the metaverse. Mm -hmm. Uh, People are going to struggle with identity because of this more so than now.
1: Yeah, People are yeah. going to
0: struggle with being honest because of this. People are going to struggle with connecting with other real human beings when it comes to this. And so we need to talk about the dangers that will arise through this, um, and and especially with certain personality types wanting yeah. to meet less and less in real life, face to face with real humans, and wanting to meet more and more virtually exactly. with other avatars. Right. So let, let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, and this is this is
0: already happening. <coughs> like that's something. Yeah, this is nothing new. This has been around for a long time. Of with course, the internet, but yeah. but this is just gonna exaster, exacerbate. Is that yeah, how you say yeah. it? Yeah, it's, it's gonna it's make gonna d- worse. It absolutely. This situation, is. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, that's, that's kind of what's happening already with this technology that's coming out. I mean, something that uh, one of the developers of the metaverse talked about too is they were also going to take um, from Fox's reality show Alter Ego.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, if some of you don't know what that is, I've seen that. that. It's like the masked singer, yeah, but it's yeah. a virtual mask. Exactly. That's except the idea. Except right? the masked
1: singer in this, the, the difference is in the masked singer, uh, those are like celebrities, and they're not trying to conceal their identity because they're ashamed of who they are. Sure. They're doing it because it's for the fun of the game. It's a game. game yeah. yeah to guess who I yeah. am. Yeah. But this, what this is alter ego. This is because the people who are on the show, the contestants who are performing, singing and dancing and mm-hmm. stuff, they're afraid of who they are. They are dealing with anxiety, stage Uh, fright, stage fright. Yeah. And not even that, they just, they're, they're uncomfortable with their physical appearance. They, they have all these like thoughts in their head. I'm just not good enough. And so they're afraid to project who they really are. So what this show does is they create, um, an avatar, a virtual version of this, of the contestants Mm -hmm. and it'll be on a screen and they perform while the contestant is backstage or doing whatever hiding when
0: they're wearing like, uh, yeah, wearing a suit suit. And then the technology projects them as somebody else or another creature. Exactly. While they're singing and dancing. And so uh, this is where it
1: becomes a problem with the metaverse, right? Because this is something that they want to adapt, right? They Mm -hmm. want to, uh, give people the option to project their, themselves as anyone that they want to be mm-hmm. uh, or conceal their true identity. Uh, because by design, uh, we will be able to customize ourselves to whoever or whatever we want to be in yeah. this metaverse. Well,
0: and, see, and that's a problem because... Like you said earlier, people are already struggling with identity issues, right? Who am I? You think about like the transgender movement, uh, you know, with gender dysphoria and who am I really on the inside? Who am I on the outside? You think of any teenager (laughs) really struggles with identity. And so now you have this thing that can say you can be whoever you want to be, Mm. Which will make it harder to know who I actually am. Yeah. Because I can just live in this fake fantasy world Mm -hmm. and not deal with who I am. And so the metaverse. Um, is going to, not not for everybody, because again, I don't want you to ever hear us saying technology is evil. Technology is not evil. Of course, because
1: there's a lot of good that will come out of yes, this too. and there's of a lot and
0: you can use technology for good or you can use it for evil, right? Right. But the metaverse is really going to amplify uh, this identity crisis that's already going on in today's society, mm-hmm. right? C- here's the truth of who we are. Human beings are created in the image of God, right? Yeah. The Imago Dei is the Latin idea. All of us are important and and this is really <coughs> (coughs) interesting tyler because you remember how scripture says well let me read it genesis 1 26 through 27 it says then god said let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth so god created man in his own image in the image of god he created him male and female he created them Mm. So think about this. Literally, what the metaverse is allowing is for us to create ourselves in a different image. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're and absolutely right. And it's not right. it's not sin. Like I don't want to sh- say that, but instead of struggling with, okay, who <laughs> am I as an image bearer of God? Now I can clothe myself in a different image. Now I begin to yeah. bear another image. Not that God is a physical human, you know, skeletal being. Of That's course. not what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's more to the image of God than just our physical makeup. But mm-hmm. we were made in a likeness. We were made with an imprint. And the yeah. metaverse is now going to make a, allow people to identify with a different imprint. And, and, yeah. and doing that too much can again lead to a, a crisis of identity. And that's the danger of it. Yeah. It is the it is the danger of it. And 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 it, it, I like I like how you put it in here like the metaverse being created, it proves we're made in God's image because God is a creative God. It, it absolutely and God does. creates yeah. worlds. And so this idea that we want to create a virtual world is not bad. It's just it's it's further evidence that we're made to be like our dad. Mm-hmm. Right. But there can be danger with that when we take it a step too far. Like Romans one says, mm-hmm. when we have exchanged the the truth about God for a lie. <laughs> and instead of worshiping the creator, we worship the created thing.
1: Right, And there's a
0: fine line with how people will use the metaverse to worship the created thing rather than to glorify the creator. So because we've been created in God's image, again, we want to be more and more like him. And Zuckerberg creating this, I think, proves that God exists and it's the biblical God. It does, yeah. Because he's acting like him to create this amazing thing, right? So it's not necessarily bad, but man, it can really set people up to use it wrongly. Mm -hmm. And as Christians, we have to remember that we are new creations. That's our identity. And uh, like Colossians 3.10 says that we have put on a new self and this new self is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of the creator. Mm -hmm. Um, Filling our minds with a virtual fake world all the time and being, I mean, do th- you talk about addictions that are going to come with this metaverse yeah, thing? Yeah. People are going to rather live as the avatar than as themselves. Yeah. That only leads to further depression. And like we were talking about before the show, so many people struggle <laughs> with who they are. And so so like, like uh, with alter ego, right? You've mm-hmm. got all these people who are uncomfortable with themselves but yeah, yeah. they don't mind pretending to look a different way. Mm. And so, so, but this is what's sad about it is then you get these people who are great singers or they're great dancers or whatever. Right. And then these people are watching it and millions of people are watching it nationwide and everybody likes them for one aspect of them. Yeah. I like yeah. you for your singing. I don't really like how you look cause I don't know how you look. Mm-hmm. I don't really like your personality because I don't know your personality. So, so now you have these people who are trying to get over yeah. stage fright or insecurities by pretending to be something else, but really if they <laughs> begin to think about it. Everybody doesn't like me. They yeah. like this projection of me. And well, that's, you got to think, right? This has already been happening. Yes, like, absolutely. S- pretty much
1: every celebrity out there, uh, makes a fake projection of who they really are. Yes. Uh, and I don't say every, that's a pretty broad statement, but, but, but a, a lot of them, a yeah. lot of them do. <laughs> and they want people to to know this version of themselves that mm-hmm. they're putting on display for the world to see. And with the metaverse being out, that's only going to amplify that. It's only going to create more ways that people can take themselves out of it and yeah. produce an artificial version
0: of themselves that they created that people will indulge and it sounds great because it's like man people will love this version of me who's prettier whose skin's clearer yeah who's anatomically better looking who's sexier whatever yeah but right. after a while of that you realize these people in the metaverse don't love me they love that fake thing yeah exactly dude right. and that realization brings depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. and further hiding. And that doesn't help us discover who we are created to be in God's image. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, And then kind of just going (laughs) on again with that (laughs) idea of,
1: Identity, right? Um, not only is this going to affect those more who struggle with gender identity, right? Sure. But it's also going to affect kids who are growing up and trying to figure out who they are in a technological world. Big time. Yeah. This yeah. is going to
0: be uh, a confusing thing for a lot of developing humans, right? It absolutely will yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, because the thing is, you got to think, like,
1: uh, smartphone technology has already been around for a long time. Yep. And Since 2008, right? Yeah. Is that when it came out? Yeah. Yeah, right. And <laughs> Kids today, like, like the Gen Z generation, they just grew up around uh, this technology. Having yeah, they're nat-
0: digital natives, right? Yeah, di- exactly. Yeah. Digital
1: natives. That's a good way of putting it. Um, uh, so imagine going through middle school, high school, like uh, how every kid is trying to figure out who they are. But now, <laughs> if this is fully realized in the metaverse for what mm-hmm. they're saying it's going to be, and again, it could be a flop. We don't know. Like, sure, But this is what it's projected to be. <clears throat> um, imagine ha- as a teenager already struggling with who you are, like in your identity as a Mm -hmm. kid growing up, having to also navigate through a new social world that's being created through the metaverse where you're also having to create and project a different identity to everyone in there. Yeah. So it it just, you can imagine like how that can only worsen, right? Um, Gen Z actually, I had some statistics here, um, about it because, uh, it's, I think this really hits home with, uh, how kids are involved in technology Uh, the technological generation, right? How, how they're doing emotionally and mentally. Um, They're considered actually to be the most depressed generation. Um, According to a study by Western Governors University, I have these statistics here. um, 91% of Gen Z uh, reported experiencing psychological symptoms due to stress. Wow. Um, in tw- there was a, another study came out in 2019 that only 45% of Gen Z believe that their mental health is good, wow. which is 11% lower than the millennial generation. Hmm. So that kind of gives you a comparison of showing like, like how it is by generation. Um, and then Pew Research Center, uh, found that 70% of teens Mm. believed that depression and anxiety are significant problems amongst their peers. Wow. That's amazing.
0: It's it's (coughs) crazy because when you think about how affluent our culture is, we're rich is what that means, right. right? We're rich, we have food all the time, we have entertainment all the time, we have goods that we don't need. They're not necessities, they're excessive, right? They're yeah. excessive. And and so you consider we live in such an affluent time where life's pretty easy and mm-hmm. yet depression is yeah. wreaking havoc why is that right? That's weird. It's a question to have.
1: And it's crazy, but, but that's, that's the case. That's what's happening. Right. Um, Gen Z is, uh, the youngest generation currently with their entire lives being around this technology, Mm -hmm. right. With the, with the, the way that the video games and smartphones and technology have advanced, they grow up around it. That's the norm. Um, and so that I think that through this process, um, they're, they're Focusing again on what, what your social projection is through yeah. the internet, right? Through social media. Well, see, and
0: dude, and I, I've, I've thought about this aspect for sure, a long Sure, absolutely, time. yeah. And so, like, I think this is really interesting. So, uh, when I was growing up, right, no smartphones. Right. Uh, I was probably, like, when we got internet up in Pine, I was probably, like, 12 or 13. Oh, wow, Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah like 12, yeah, maybe, like, 8th grade. Uh, okay. Ninth grade, yeah, Some, somewhere in there. Okay, uh, maybe it was even ninth. Anyways, so the internet was like a newer thing too, and so, right. so, in my in my town, right? Uh, I remember it, the eighth grade class that I would have been a part of if I wasn't homeschooled. There was about thirty kids who graduated. Small town, right? Okay, yeah, small town, and that's the only school in town. So it's not like oh, there's another town. So yeah. You would have
1: known everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: I did. I knew yeah, everybody exactly. Right. So <clears throat> growing up as a as a junior higher in my small town, there's thirty kids my age, and then if you add seventh graders too, maybe there's 50 or 60 of us, right? Right. Half of those are girls, half of those are guys. Right. So there's mm-hmm. 30 girls. Um that is a small pool of female junior high students mm-hmm. to have to compete with and live up to uh expectations and looks and fashion and yeah. all that stuff junior hires do, right? So, so these girls that I was growing up with, you know, and there were prettier ones and there were not as pretty ones, right? That's just sure, how it is. Yeah. And there was popular ones and not as popular ones. And the same with the guys. So girls today don't have that mm. girls today have, I can find and see on my phone daily, the most pretty people, not in, in my group of 30 girls mm-hmm. in my small town, but in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this is doing a couple of things. Number one, um, it is making guys think that the girls in their real life aren't that beautiful Mm. because they're seeing the most beautiful people around the world. Mm. And when you make the pool bigger than your 30 to 40 people, now you have a problem of, (laughs) wow, that person's not that cool. I want that person which is completely unrealistic for everybody. Oh, of course. Right? Yeah. And that person's not even a real projection of themselves. Yeah, they're g- fake exactly. and they're plastic yeah. surgery and their identity projection, yeah. yeah. But then we have girls saying, "Oh, in order to be wanted, I have to become <laughs> that," which mm. leads to depression anxiety, and that's just one aspect of this, right? Not to mention the material. Wow, that person seems to have everything they want. Well, that person gets all the experiences Mm. that I should be having, but I never get to go on vacation there. You have all of that now, where it's not just like your friend went on a cruise and that sounded cool. Now it's I'm seeing their daily highlight reels of all the cool stuff they get to do that I don't get to do. Yeah. So jealousy, depression, sadness, keeping up with the Joneses, all of that has really compounded and infiltrated Gen Z psyche. Yeah, it's to amplified to the point where right. depression comes from it. Right. Whereas well, yeah. when I was a kid, we didn't know better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and
1: <laughs> and, like, it, and it really yeah. didn't matter. And like and you it and doesn't me, matter. Like you mean me, like in my I mean I'm just like I th- I think kind of barely like I, I think I'm technically in the Gen Z category, but I'm like okay. I mean I'm older, so it's like yeah. obviously I'm not quite I, I mean smartphones weren't around when I was a kid. So yeah, that's sure. kind of how it is. So to me like Uh, that wasn't there for that crucial development part. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you you kind of understand, like at least I do, like I don't get bothered and it doesn't really matter to me is that whole keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing. But it affects a lot of people, even people who who didn't grow up with it. It affects a lot because you're just surrounded by it all the time. So, so I think that you hit the nail on the head. I really do think, and this is like kind of what the research is showing, right? It is. It's that there, this generation, Gen Z is around this, social aspect of technology mm-hmm. that is l- damaging? She- damaging,
0: damaging, damaging yeah. to them. Yeah. Yeah, dude, absolutely. So, so, okay. Remember, like, I, I don't remember this cause I wasn't alive, but I've heard sure. that cigarettes came out and everybody thought it was so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I and, heard that too. And smoking looks <laughs> cool, man. And it's, and it smells, <laughs> I, I like it how it smells. And, and, yeah. Yeah. But dude, yeah. Everyone and their grandma's smoking, right? Mm-hmm. And then they discover, wow, this is really horrible for us. Is technology that type of a thing? think so. Right. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, that's what you see. It's
1: like some aspects of it are great. Right. And we talked of about course. that. It's like the, um, there's a lot of connection aspects mm-hmm. that are huge. There's and a lot of so good beneficial. that can come in. Yeah,
0: it. absolutely. But one of the questions that I think morally we always need to be asking, of course, especially with technological advancement, especially with science, mm-hmm. just because we can, does it mean that we should uh, Jeff Goldblum, right? Right. Well, exactly. it's important it's though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Just because we can do that. Absolutely. Morally, <laughs> should we do that? But when you live mm-hmm. in a society that has kicked God out of the equation and there is no moral should or should not, because we can, we will. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where I think, man, like, is this metaverse thing a great idea? Just because we can create it, should we create well, it? Well, you know it's going to happen for economic and financial
1: gain. That well, because Zuckerberg get. will get exactly. yeah, Exactly. Sure. of then course, good credit. And the, but then again, like that's the thing. It's kind of a, it's kind of a like a. It's a back and forth thing. There's a lot of positive, but there's just there's a lot, there's a of, lot of negative that
0: can come about. too. Absolutely, yep.
1: and that's the point we're trying to make here. Uh, it just because, it, like I said, just to kind of cap on that point we were just talking about, identity with all of this, with mm-hmm. the Gen Z, and with everything, it's all going to be amplified even more as an issue. If the metaverse comes out to what they're promising it to be. Yeah. Yep. It's just going to amplify it because that's, what's going to happen. Then there's going to be the next generation of kids Mm -hmm. that's going to grow up. And the norm is going to be like this social network through virtual reality, Mm -hmm. augmented reality, whatever it may be. And so that's something that we need Mm -hmm. to be thinking about, right? How can we, uh, kind of educate people about like remembering like the, how we were created in the image of God and uh, teaching our kids, like the next generation of kids that are coming up, uh, how to, um, how to like be in the world, but
0: not of it. We have to, we have to be able (laughs) to help people. Be tethered to reality. Yeah, yeah. Not to create a new universe in virtual reality. Of course, because because reality doesn't care about our feelings or about the VR we create. Of course, reality has a has a really crazy way of punching us in the face. (laughs) Right, and so we because because everybody who let's say the metaverse comes out and you can live the next forty years of your life in VR. Yeah, right. Eventually, you're going to die, and you're going to stand before Jesus. Mm -hmm. So reality happens. Yeah. Right? yeah, no matter how much you try to ignore it, even by recreating new worlds to live in. Mm-hmm. Reality happens. So we have to help people to be tethered to with what's real. And Christianity is true, and Jesus yeah. is real, and people need to know that their identity comes from that, not from uh, the, the types of fake... Bodies they can create themselves to operate with. Oh, yeah. You know, of course. So. All right, let's talk about the honesty aspect of mm-hmm. it. All right, lying, not lying, <laughs> portraying yourself to be something that you're not. One of the dangers of the metaverse is that it revolves around honesty about who you are. People are going to be able to abuse the ability to conceal their identity so that they can project themselves to be something that they're not, so of that course, they can lie right. about it. Now, again, this has been going on. On the internet forever, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a forty-five-year-old man will pretend to be an eighteen-year-old to seduce a fifteen-year-old girl, you know. And there's there's all yeah, these horror yeah. stories about that kind of stuff going on. Uh, one time, dude, this happened to me. So you talk mm. about early on in the internet's history. I was probably a, a junior or senior in high school. Mm, okay. And we used to have this thing, Tyler. You might never have heard of it. It was called uh, I M. Instant messaging. Have I've you ever heard of, heard of this? Okay. Yeah, so thankfully.
1: <laughs> it used to be this thing you could log I in had to in
0: hesitate for a second, but yeah, you, yeah. It wasn't email because it was fast. So you could you could type out a sentence and it send it to your friend. It's like text messaging, but it was online. Yeah. Because we didn't have it on phones. Cause I didn't have a phone. Uh, so anyway, anyway right, right? So so um I would I am my friends, right? And um one time I was talking with this girl that I liked. And mm. I was talking for like, man, like a half hour, 40 minutes, you know, and it's fun and it's you know. Then all of a sudden pops up on the screen hey sorry about that this is actually me that was my sister pretending to be me for like a half hour her little sister and i was like like it like dude it shocked me to this day i still feel creepy about yeah because you were talking to someone who you didn't realize. i was talking to i was thought i was talking to somebody else yeah but i was being lied to Mm -hmm. right and it was tricking me and so that whole conversation was Fake, null and void. What was said wasn't true. Yeah, right. It was just it messed me up a little bit. And well, that's of a small would, scale. Yeah. But with this, man, this is the whole idea of it. Portray yourself to be something different than you are. Yeah, exactly. So, um, as Christians, we we don't want to bear false witness, right? Yeah, of course. And, and there's kind of an aspect of that in this. People can project themselves as something. They aren't at all, which is lying, which is bearing false witness. They could project themselves as being a 12-year-old girl when actually they're a 45-year-old man, right? Right. And people have been lying about this kind of stuff online forever. Mm-hmm. And so when the metaverse gets released, um, we, we as Christians really need to think of, is this entertainment or am I... Really lying about who I am to myself, yeah, exactly, and lying about who I am to other people because we're mm-hmm. not supposed to bear false witness. We
1: need to make sure that we're in check with that fine line. Yeah, and, that's that's and what there's what just matters. so many
0: dangers that can come with with anonymity, mm-hmm. right? There's so much bad that can be done with being able to hide who you actually are. So hopefully, the meta the metaverse. Uh, has some kind of security measure to this, but human depravity runs deep, and when it's a virtual thing (laughs) and not a real-life thing, people seem to let their worst version of themselves be. Well, cause portrayed. I do hope they have security measures about
1: it. Cause you gotta think to. like, yeah, like, like with, with uh, child predators that are out there, like online and stuff who can know, pretend man. it. Isn't like, that crazy? Like who knows? You know, yeah. that's the thing. And so it's definitely something that, uh, hopefully is dealt with. If this is fully realized to everything, they're promising it to be.
0: Yeah. Hopefully.
1: Yeah uh next though we want we should get into um how this will affect the church right yes because that's really important whenever something comes out that's uh culturally relevant the church should respond to it should uh have an answer for how they are going to address and adapt to it yes um, so along with this, I, I'm sure that everybody listening remembers what happened in 2020, right? With the churches shutting down and canceling meeting in person, a lot of churches, including our church, um, turned to virtual churches, like meeting online, right? It was mm-hmm. uh, it was like Zoom and chat rooms, essentially, is what it was. Yes, uh, because of COVID protocol. Uh, we could not go and meet in person for yep. a while.
0: Yeah, that was. Oh man, I hated that. Yeah, yeah it we was, watched church it was online, horrible. and yeah, I didn't like that at all.
1: Yeah, and, uh, but then what ended up happening is that caused a lot of issues, right? When that, had, when churches finally started meeting up, back up again, mm-hmm. people were still staying home because then they yes. found out and realized, look. I can just keep doing this and continue in on virtual church and like, like, like it's not bad. I'm not saying in any way that it like, it's a bad thing to have church online. I think that's a great thing actually. yeah, Sure. Absolutely. Um, but the, the, again, it's always about what is the danger in that, right? And the danger is that we've seen already people are abusing that to the degree where they don't think that you need community to meet in person. And all you need is to watch, an hour long sermon on YouTube or something. And <laughs> yeah, then you're sure. good. That's your church, right? Yeah. No, and no, no, absolutely
0: not. Yeah. We have to be able, cause, cause you can see a lot of people <laughs> saying, let's do church in the metaverse, <laughs> just like this virtual concert. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and th- 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 there's good to right. that because if people are out of town and things, but it's a, it's a cheap surrogate for the real thing. Mm-hmm. And, and it, scripture it really is, is clear about don't give up the assembling together. Yeah, and that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean virtually. There's something important <laughs> about us physically being together. And there's actually a lot of biological aspects to that, which we don't have time to get into. Of course, yeah. But uh, we also want to talk about like connecting with people, how important mm-hmm. it is. So, so the metaverse, again, everything about it's not evil. Um, it's not all bad, but man, there's just so much opportunity for it to be abused. Mm -hmm. And so with the ability of being able to connect with people in a new way that feels really real because there's the vibration sensors, right? Yeah. Um, and it's better than doing things over the phone or social media or whatever. Um, it's still going to be something that can easily be uh, abused. You even think about moral stuff. Like, again, I don't want to get too descriptive, but like, yeah, like, people are going to be having sex in oh, the metaverse. of course they are. Right? And that's just like, we're not naive. Like we know what people are going to do with this course, technology. Yeah, of course. And, and, and so you think about <laughs> things like that. And so, so, so then you, so then you have this, again, I don't want to get too crazy, but like, What's going to keep people from raping each other in the metaverse? How? Yeah. How does that happen? Are there police in the metaverse? Yeah. Like, are how that, does this work? I mean, it just, right. there's, a, there's a lot of issues mm-hmm. with with this. And so, again, we as Christians need to be part of the world. We're supposed to engage the world. We're supposed to be where they are at. But at the same time, we need to say, but I have a set of standards that God has given me. And so this isn't carte blanche to go and and fulfill my depravity in a virtual world Mm. because doing things online are still doing things. Yeah, And sometimes people forget that. And so we have got to be careful not to abuse technology, to be non-Christianly online, to portray ourselves in different ways than we would in real life. But man, hasn't that been a problem with social media for the last 15 years, you know? So uh, anyways, as Christians, we need to engage in culture, not avoid non-believers, not, you know, put our mm. nose up to what's going on, but we're called to live for Jesus in the midst of it yeah, and to make yeah. disciples for him in the midst of it. So one cool thing to think about is how can we make disciples in the metaverse? Yeah, that's such a, right? that, that's exactly what we need to be thinking about, right? As a yep. church. Um, and something else
1: too, like I really like the passage Romans 12 too, when it comes to the idea of the metaverse. Um, and saying, do not be conformed to this world, but be Mm -hmm. transformed by the renewal of your mind, uh, that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Right. Yes. Uh, so how do we as Christians prepare for what is to come? Right. Uh, like, cause uh, that's the thing, like we, we should still be engaging in the culture. Yes. But we're not to be conformed to it. That's the key. We're in the world. We're not of it. Exactly. Don't be conformed,
0: but you're there. Right.
1: And so how do you do that in relation to the metaverse? Right. And that's Mm. something that we need to be thinking through. Right. We do. Uh, Like while we shouldn't stop meeting in person either, that's also something we need to be thinking about too, is like, is this something that the church should try to utilize the technology to, Hey, like maybe, uh, instead of, uh, meeting over a Zoom call and watching the video, mm-hmm. maybe there's a more immersive way of doing it through a yeah. virtual reality to where but you can talk and interact with people. Yes. Rather than just stare at a screen, and but also type using in a chat that room. to
0: say, "Hey, let's meet in real life." Exactly. Let's how do you get together how do you, for real? How do you yeah.
1: balance that out? And so that's some; those are
0: some key things that we, as a church, need to be thinking about as we go into this new technological world. It is, and so like um, you know how Paul in you know in Acts, um, he'd always go to the marketplace because yeah. that's where people were at. As Christians, we are supposed to go to where the people are at, and it doesn't matter who they are, right? Paul went and he talked with pagans, he talked with Gentiles, he talked with Jews, and the reason Mm. he went was so he could share Jesus with them, so he could relate with them on their turf, in their territory, and that's what we're all called to do, absolutely to go into our culture and to be where people are at. But when we are there, whether it's a physical marketplace, whether it's the malls, whether Mm. it's our businesses, whether it's social media or the metaverse we are called to be salt and light Yeah, in yeah. those places. We are called to be disciple makers in those places. We're called to be ambassadors and witnesses of Jesus in those places. Hmm. And so the metaverse is, is if, it, if it's all it's cracked up to be, uh-huh. it's going to be the new marketplace. Yeah, And we right. need to go in there. We need to get creative with new ways to disciple, new ways to reach people, <laughs> new ways to share the gospel of Jesus, because that is who we're called to be. Mm, yeah, But we've got to do that in an honest way. Mm-hmm. we've got to do that and not let our depravity run wild in a virtual world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And not get rid of meeting in person either. Exactly. Yeah. Because the real world is always going to win out. And mm-hmm. you know what happens if uh, things get unplugged? Then where does your virtual reality world go? Yeah, exactly. What happens if the servers go down for a while? Yeah. Right? yeah. The real world is still going to, I think, uh, survive. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. <laughs> be the real so. thing. But right. but we, we do have mm-hmm. to know about this so that we can be... Uh, proactive, not reactive, right? Yeah. The church is so often reactionary to what's going on in culture. We need to get out ahead of this and we need to be thinking and having some forethought mm-hmm. on how we're going to meet culture where they're at when the metaverse comes out. So yeah. dude, this was awesome. This is so much fun to yeah, talk about. Yeah. This yeah. This is
1: exciting. And again, um, if you have any, uh, thoughts or comments, questions, things that you want to talk about, we love, uh, dialoguing with you guys. So please feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram accounts. Uh, and again, please uh, support Robbie if you haven't already. Please, that would be um, great. Yeah, he's got uh, um, a big thing coming up here with his new job at Stand to Reason. Yep. And we only have one episode left yeah. after this one. I think that's right. Yeah. And that's so w- this is, g- we're coming to an end. So again, we just hope that this podcast has been beneficial to you. Mm-hmm. And we have hopefully been, uh, our hope and our goal has been to be a resource for you guys. And again, this episode was more in- about uh, culture aspect of what we're all about here on Christ, Culture, and Coffee, to be able to equip Christians to be able to defend their faith and be confident in their faith. But it's also to be immersed in the culture and to understand what's happening and how we as Christians should be preparing for
0: it. Absolutely. So guys, thank you so much for listening to Christ, Culture, and Coffee, and we'll be back next week with another episode. We'll see you then.
1: If you enjoyed the show and felt that this podcast was beneficial to you, please be sure to subscribe
0: and leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you become a Level 4 supporter on our Patreon page, you can get yourself one of our Stoneware, Christ Culture, and Coffee mugs, as well as a t-shirt and a sticker. We are available on all podcasting platforms, as
1: well as YouTube, and we are also available on all social media platforms.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Christ Culture and Coffee.